Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. He's John Kincaid. I appreciate all of you who, in a civilized manner, not the Jackwagons, but in a civilized manner, can call me out on something or question me on something or make me think about something. Because you know what? I'm no expert. (laughs) And I'm a guy who has a radio show. Back to the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. That should be one of the disclaimers all the time. By the way, Anthony, I'm getting the echo in my ear. Not an expert. That is clearly uh, my summary. That is me. Not an expert. John Kincaid Show, CBS Sports Radio. I'm coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. When you need certainty in the home buying process, you can check out my friends at uh, Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. If you want the ability to adjust your loan options, you want to be able to do that in real time, Rocket can. They can take good care of you. All right, as we begin this hour, by the way, it was really good with Dennis Dodd. And Dennis and I could not disagree more on the messaging, the wording, uh, everything about this pandemic and how sports media should cover it. But when two guys have respect for each other, they can have a very respectful conversation and we can disagree and, and hear each other out and respond to what we think are the good points and what we don't think are the good points. And you can have that conversation. And I appreciate guys like Dennis Dodd that can do that. There are many in our industry that cannot. Many that cannot. And I can tell you that 20 years ago, I was not one of the guys that could have had that respectful exchange. So I've learned, you know, you, you learn over time, you, you figure stuff out and it works out for you. But as we start here, I, 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 and it really bothers me because like Buster Olney is one of my favorite people that covers Major League Baseball. And I am amazed that a guy who is in love with baseball, and believe me, he loves the sport, a guy who does such a great job of covering the game, is still just, it's in the double-down mode. Remember, when baseball was announced that it was coming back, you had guys who claimed to be lovers of the game. Buster Olney. Hey, Buster, what are the chances baseball's coming back? I'll give it 5%. So the night baseball's announced to be coming back, one of the foremost guys that everybody turns to, to be informed, to be entertained, to find out information about, to just, just thirsting for information, tells you, yeah, you can, you, you, baseball's coming back. They say it's coming back, but I just want you to know, 5% chance. And then says 0% chance that they'll be able to finish a season. And again, 
no medical background, no, 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 there's no basis for that. There's also no basis for having the opinion that there is no chance that any game will be canceled and there is no chance that we won't see 60 games and there is no chance that we will not see the entire playoffs in their entirety. Can't say that either. So don't say either. I don't get it. So what do we get now is a lot of the people, Olbermann was the same way, Keith Olbermann. Got that guy who claims to love the game. Oh, I'm obsessed with the game. I love the game. I I don't want to tell you this. I don't want to have to be the one to tell you that there won't be a season. But we we can talk about it if you wish. But I, uh, I don't want to be the one that has to tell you that there won't be a season. Pompous. Not going to say it. You know how I feel. You don't have to be negative. And you can also acknowledge, even if you're going to be positive, it's easy to also be adult about it and acknowledge and say, you know, I, 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 I hope that it's going to be able to complete the whole season, but I'm going to be positive and think if it starts, there's a good chance for it to finish but acknowledging that there's a good chance that it doesn't. But who wants to hear the 5% chance that it happens and 0% chance that it ends? Nobody wants to hear that. It's what I said to Dennis earlier. When I'm, when I'm, when I'm picking up, uh, you know, when I'm clicking on Dennis Dodd's latest column, what I'm thinking about is get me ready for college football season. I am so excited. Because I know Dennis is going to give me some insight into a coach or a matchup in the games that is expect, you know, very, very expected to be intriguing. I am not going to in any way know that, uh, you know, the, that, that I know point blank every game will be played or no games will be played. It makes no sense. And this is a collective funeral. And I'm using funeral in the pejorative term. This is a collective funeral for all the negative Nellies out there. This is going to be a terrible 10 days or so for them. NBA coming back. NHL coming back. Soccer already back. Major League Baseball coming back. I believe there are going to be people, and I hate to say it, that are weeping on Thursday night. And, and rest assured, there are those who say that they are rooting for a virus. That's ignorant. That's ignorant. Even for a guy like Olbermann, that's ignorant. Because they're not. They are not wishing human suffering on people. But what I will tell you is this. With 100%, not 99, with 100%, what drives it? I want to be right. Because many, many times in my career, I've fallen under the same devilish elixir. Damn, I want to be right. I told everybody this was going to happen. Boy, I want to be right. I live in Atlanta. 680 The Fan in Atlanta, where I do my uh, daily show with my partner, Buck Ballou, for 20 years now. The Eagles were in the playoffs. Carson Wentz has his torn up knee. Nick Foles is taking over, and I absolutely loved the matchup between the team that I've rooted for my whole life, the Eagles, and the hometown Falcons in the city that I live in. And I could have soft-pedaled it. I could have said, 
oh, well, Nick Foles is starting, so you guys got a break. I was extremely confident that the Eagles were going to win that game. And it was a nail-biter to the end, but I was very, very confident. I liked the matchup between the two teams because on the lines of scrimmage, I said, Eagles are going to dominate Atlanta. They're going to keep Nick Foles clean. They're going to win on the offensive line. They're going to be able to run the ball. Their defensive line is going to do good to get after Matt Ryan. And the lines of scrimmage, I thought, was where the game would be won. So I doubled down. I, I flat out said, I don't see this losing. And that same week, I said, if the Eagles get by the Falcons and the Saints come rolling in to Lincoln Financial Field for the NFC title game, I thought they would lose. I thought the Eagles would lose. I thought the Saints were the team. And when I saw the Minneapolis miracle happen, and the Saints lost that game, and I realized Minnesota was coming in, I said, I love this matchup. So I doubled down again. Nick Foles, and I, and I shared it with you here on this show. I said, folks, you're going to hear, oh, the Eagles are underdogs. The Eagles, I said, they're not underdogs. They're the better team. And they went out and won by like 30 points. And then Super Bowl week, uh, my man Andy Gresh came on, you know, the weeks leading up to the Super Bowl and going, yeah, Nick Foles and Doug Peterson are going to beat Brady and Belichick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're going to win that matchup. I did my Super Bowl special from Vegas, and I just said flat out, bet the Eagles, bet the over, all these things. And I'm like, it all come true. Because if you believe in something, tell them what you believe in, but you got to back it up with what you're talking about. Be positive. Whatever your point of view is, be positive. Now then try to substantiate your point. Anybody who wants to be negative on this thing wants to say to you that baseball, uh, baseball can start, but I don't know that it's going to finish then they're just guessing. And why are they guessing? Why are they pushing that narrative? Why, what, what is it based on? 10,000 and some pl- people around Major League Baseball tested this week. Multiple tests, by the way, on people. Six positive tests. Six. So why are people saying that the games are not going to end and things aren't going to work? Because they want to be right. Because they've been telling you for four months that the world is ending, sports is over, turn the calendar to 2021. Oh, this can't work. You know what? It can. That doesn't mean it will. But a reasonable mind can say, you know what? It can. And in fact, the numbers would show you the way it's trending that it looks like it can. It can work. MLS having great success. NBA in their bubble. Good to see Joel Embiid in his hazmat suit looking the fool. Look, let's be honest. If if right now, if you're you're peddling the gloom and doom about professional sports, it's going to be a crappy couple weeks for you. And you know what? I'm wishing it on you. Because my job is not to come on here and go, oh, by the way, CBS Sports Radio, oh, man, these numbers look terrible, and there's no way we're going to play baseball. Yeah, they're forcing baseball down our throat, but uh, this is very dangerous, and they shouldn't be doing it. No, flat out. Six positive tests in 10,300-some tests tells you they absolutely should be playing. They should be. 
So should the NBA. So should MLS. And whatever kind of precautions they want to take with their business model, it may lead to more success. It may lead to eventual failure. But for God's sakes, nobody cares about, well, I'm, I, I know I'm a sportscaster, but uh, I, I read something on Facebook that tells me that this isn't going to be good. My gosh. Find another line of work. Honestly, find another line of work. It's unbelievable. I asked Dennis Dodd a point of question. And I asked the same of you. And we'll talk to Sam Fortier, by the way. Redskins beat writer, former, the former team called the Redskins, beat writer from the Washington Post at 20 minutes past the hour. He's had an interesting week. But where are the numbers? Remember all the boogeyman numbers? Texas, LSU, Clemson, 30 positives, 25 positives, 30 positives. How are we? They're they're, they're dropping like flies. Okay, now we're a month out of that. And you know as well as I do, and that's why I brought it up with Dennis. You know as well as I do. If players were hospitalized, if players were fighting for their lives, if a player was even so sick that they couldn't be around anybody and had to go home or had to bow out of the season, you know that would be the headline banner from every sports outlet in the country. Why isn't it? Why isn't it? Ask yourself, why are those numbers? Why are they the headline? Major League Baseball the other day had an incredible, you know, number of tests that was just great. And what did they, well, the Yankees had a player test positive. (gasps) That was the headline. That was the headline. Not over 10,300 negative tests. The headline, oh, a Yankee got it. Oh, my gosh. That's the headline. Because they want to be right. And in sports, it's dangerous. It's really dangerous. Believe me, behind this microphone, there is nothing I like more than being right. And I've had many people tell me over the years, boy, you really want to be right. You, you, you care about being right too much. Guilty? Sentence me right now. Absolutely true. When I come hard in a story, When I do my research, when I'm doing my numbers, and I try to come with a factual representation of why I believe what I believe. When I come with that, sure as hell I want to be right. Absolutely. But projecting like, okay, uh, I'm an amateur doctor here, and I'm going to describe, boy, here I know what a pandemic's going to do. And as I said to Dennis Dodd, so the American Association of Pediatric Medicine says... Send our kids back to school. It is important for our kids to get in-person education back in school right now. Send them back. When school's open, send them home. Send them to school. Send them to school. Every day. And as Dennis responded, he goes, well, you know, there are some doctors in L.A. who disagree with that. No, I'm saying the foremost experts on the health of our children in America disagree with these local mayors, governors, or whatever about school. So again, like with sports, I just say, are we trusting the science or are we not? I thought it was trust the science. Because if we're not trusting the American Association of Pediatric Medicine, which, by the way, speaks to 18-year-olds and below, they say, 
send your kids to school. But if we're not trusting science, and that's one of the things here, why are, why are sports writers thinking they know more than doctors? Why would a sports writer be telling you, oh, yeah, baseball's starting, but there's no way it can finish? What are you basing that on, doctor? You're basing it on you want to be right. That's your initial opinion. You want to be right. And you know what? There's an entire listening audience and an entire country that is rooting against you. And I sure hope you were wrong. 855-212-4CBS. We'll get your calls after the bottom of the hour. But I'm anxious to talk to Sam Fortier. Redskins, former Redskins beat writer, I should say, from the Washington Post. I want to know what kind of a week it's been. And does he believe that Daniel Snyder deserves to be removed as an owner? We'll find out next. J.K. Show, CBS Sports Radio. This is the John Kincaid Show. This is the John Kincaid Show. Next stop, Vegas, please. Yes, that's me tomorrow morning. That is absolutely it. No alcohol on the plane, though. I guess they can't. They they can give you a bottle of water and some snacks. But no alcohol on the plane. So, can you smuggle alcohol on the plane? Is another question. I have to read all the TSA regulations and everything. John Kincaid Show here on CBS Sports Radio. And the Washington football team. Boy, it's difficult. Like until Just come up with a name, would you? Can you come up with a name? Could we please have a, could we please have a franchise name? Because I'm tired of saying the Washington football team now. Because if you say Redskins, you, you oh, he's a media member and he's still using Redskins. Oh, Scarlet Letter. Uh, but until, p- pick a damn name. For God's sakes, what, how, as if you didn't think about this thing a little bit more. Let's get to it. This man has covered the Washington NFL team. I'll play carefully. And done it with a, a great, great job from the Washington Post. Sam Fortier joins us here on the John Kincaid Show. Sam, before we get started here and get to heavier stuff, are you hearing anything about a leader in the clubhouse or otherwise as far as team name? No, Dan Snyder is actually keeping this one really close to the vest. Uh, his circle of advisors on this one has, has uh, shrunk to about, uh, we think, two or three people. Um, so, so right now, it, it's uh, there's no clear leader, although uh, the fan base certainly loves the Red Wolves. That's their favorite. Because they could then have hailed to the Red Wolves? They can yeah, sort of I think keep it, that. Does a, it does a bunch of things. The the color scheme, you know, the the two syllables to fit in the fight song, HTTR, right. all of that. So, Sam, when you you talk to diehard fans of the Washington football team, and you you interact with these people all day long, you're immersed in it. Has there been a period of mourning? Has there been a period of celebration that maybe this could be a turning of the page? What has been the mood? Yeah, I think there's a lot of anger. Uh, there's a lot of, of anger and frustration. I think there's also a lot of relief. I think really when you break this fan base down, um, you know, 
some people are uncomfortable, right? Like they want to cheer for a football team. They they don't want to have this conversation about, uh, you know, is it racist? Am I racist? That's something that, that people are having a tough time with. And some people, uh, the people who are angry, believe that, you know, this team is a separate culture. It's, it's not, you know, it's not reminiscent of, of – uh, our country's history with Native Americans. They think the, the history of, of this team starts in 1932 and it's the memories with their families. So I think really there's there's a very large gap between the people who want them, uh, who, who see this as a, a specifically a team thing and, and those who see it as a broader thing about Native Americans and our culture. Sam, I've been on a, a little bit of a soapbox this morning in regards to the sports media vampires that, as I put them, that... They wanted the name changed. They got their name changed. They have literally spiked the football, celebrated the name change. And now they seem to have moved on to Daniel Snyder needs to be removed. Shouldn't he be removed? Isn't this what should happen after that scandalous article this week? Uh, I'm trying to figure out if Mark Cuban wasn't removed for what went on with the uh, Dallas Mavericks. On what basis would anybody try to have Daniel Snyder removed? Here's the thing is that a lot of this fan base, you know, since Daniel Snyder's bought the team in 1999, there's been, you know, a series of unfortunate events where, you know, the, he's really alienated much of the fan base. And I think this is sort of like how some people in this country view the president, right? Like they want a smoking gun to come out that forces him to sell the team. So yes. when there was a lot of hype, a lot of buildup to our article, um, you know, speculation ran wild about what it could be, but it all centered on, um, Dan Snyder being forced to sell the team. I mean, you know, Jeffrey Epstein's name was invoked when, when people talked about what uh, what Dan Snyder could be into, and, and obviously that's, uh, you know, that's outlandish. But I think it, it illustrates that, that this fan base just desperately wanted a smoking gun uh, to force Daniel Snyder out because, um, be, because this team really, other than the RG3 years, ha- has not been good um, while he's been owner. By the way, really good story. A really good read. It was very well done. And when it finally came out, I was ripping earlier in the week, though, the fact that there were other media members from other media outlets who obviously knew the story that were sitting on it and instead playing whisper down the lane going, wait till you hear what the Washington Post is going to tell. And they allowed the man to be smeared when he isn't involved in any of these allegations. Right. I'm conflicted about, you know, uh, sort of how we talk about the other media members, because it is appalling and it's frustrating, right, that people would, um, you know, try to clout chase off something that they didn't really know about and that they spoke out of turn. I think that's incredibly frustrating. But at the same time, you know, since we've talked about that a lot in D.C., it's sort of distracted from the other conversation or it's in some way lessened the conversation of, this team, two years after their, their cheerleader scandal, they still had not addressed uh, the ways to, to properly treat women in the workplace. This, this is an issue that needs to be resolved. How can we you know, do better? How can they do better as an organization? So uh, you know, there's certainly an element of frustration around the other reporters, but, but you know, it's, it's, it's difficult to just too much discuss that and not enough uh, the findings of the piece. How has uh, you believe Daniel Snyder goes out and brings in a guy like Ron Rivera and then puts Ron Rivera at the center of this, like he's on the committee to change the new name, pick a new name and everything. I've seen these coaches when they take over franchises, they're, you know, knee deep in rattlesnakes. They're they're They've got so many fires they're trying to put out so many things they're trying to plan. 
Is it unfair to put him in that position to be in the middle of this? Yes, it, it is unfair to put him in this position because when he came here, he thought he was going to have coaching power and personnel power, right? Like general manager sure. responsibilities. I'm going to you know, go out and find the players I want. I'm going to have a final say on draft day. I won't butt heads with the general manager. He did not realize that there is no one really leading the business side of this team. Uh, there hasn't been since Lafamina was here a couple of years ago. Uh, Dan Snyder's been hesitant to, to bring in anyone since. And so really on the business side, you have five vice presidents that sort of you know, squabble and, and try to outmaneuver each other. So, and I think he realized this during um, the organization's response to the racial injustice protests and Black Lives Matter. When the organization looked at him and they said, hey, what are we going to do? And he said, this is my job. Uh, I think that's when he realized the, the, the level of responsibility that would come later in terms of, uh, in terms of the name change, in terms of responding to this as well. And I think that sort of just showed Ron Rivera, hey, uh, I'm in for a lot more than I expected here. Do you, do, you, do you almost blame him that he didn't do his homework? No, I don't think there's any way he could have known uh, when he took this job in January that we would hit the – you know, the no, I'm talking about that, we were. What, that there wasn't somebody in the organization that did no, these roles. So, so I, I don't know if, you know, I don't even know if it crossed his mind that, that the business responsibilities would be, would be his job. I, I think, you know, when, when he came here, it was all, to, you know, it was, he's a football coach. He was talking about football right. and, and he talked to Joe Gibbs, but uh, I, I don't think he could have forced, I don't blame him for not foreseeing uh, that the business side was a total mess and that he would have to, you know, kind of step in there. Are you a believer that he was the right hire and that brighter days are ahead for this organization? Yes, I think culturally, you know, he, he is the right guy. When you have a person who's universally seen on the NFL as a, as a good and honest person, I think that is exactly what this organization um, has lacked for a long time, especially with President Bruce Allen, you know, just his reputation around the league. Um, so, so. I think this was the right move. I, I do think, you know, they're at, you know, they're asking too much of him. Um, and this job is, is too large for one coach to coach football, build a roster, and then transform the culture of an organization, including the business half that, that he doesn't interact with on a daily basis. That do you think that that's going to keep him from being successful this year? Yeah, I, I think it's totally possible. I mean, look at everything he's had to do, right? Like uh, in the really? off season. Right. So, so I'm just saying that definitely, especially with, with, you know, having a new roster and, and not having uh, a ton of time to, to be on the field with them, I, I definitely think that uh, all those things could play a factor. Now, isn't it nice, though, to have a job where you get to write about one of the most interesting teams in all sports? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, covered, uh, I covered the Nationals last year, and they won yes. the World Series. So, hey, win, <laughs> lose, just keep it interesting. That's, that's all I ask. Sam, you really do good work, and I think you do a really good job of um, spelling out sort of both sides of arguments and everything. You do really nice stuff, and I appreciate you making time for me this morning. Of course. Thank you for having me. Uncomfortable radio. It happens from time to time here on the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. We appreciate you being a part of the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. I want to remind you that uh, our toll-free line, sponsored by GEICO, 855-212-4CBS. GEICO offering an extra 15% credit on car, motorcycle, and RV policies? On top of what GEICO could already save you? What are you waiting for? 
Visit Geico.com to learn more. I'd suggest that you go visit Geico.com right at the top of the hour and then get back quickly because Anthony Lyme will be in. So make sure that you, uh, you know, be back for that. Just go to it quickly, but don't leave now. And everybody who listens on Sirius XM 206, the Radio.com app, we appreciate all of you that uh, make us a part of your weekly routine. I know this lady does, Sabah in North Carolina. Sabah, how are you this morning? Hey there, John. You know, I can't, got to get my morning fix on Sundays. That's always good. I, I'm like a, a good fix. Yes. Okay, I got a few things. So um, about my Redskins, and they'll always be the Redskins to me. I was at dinner last night, a very nice restaurant, having a conversation with uh, one of those like, pre-fixed meal uh, things where you have all these fancy kind of foods brought out to you and everything. It's pretty cool. We're having good Oh, well, that sounds good. Yeah. yeah, I was showing off my red skin socks to the waiters and stuff, and everybody was liking it. And all of a sudden, towards the late half of it, uh, this lady turns around and says to me, I just can't let this keep going. The racism you're expressing is just offensive. Oh, to me. no. Oh, yeah. It started, buddy. It got going. I said, I was the red skin's offensive. When, when did you know that? Oh, I, I found out recently that it was offensive. Oh, recently, him? Oh, yeah, okay. I said, that's fine. Did you know that the Redskins also like pimping out their cheerleaders and making them uh, dress uh, topless in front of the male uh, sponsors and how there's a name on the building that FedEx refuses to be a part of if we're Redskins, but there's Hooters there and there's all this sexual discrimination going on? Sure, so, well, that, that's different. I, I, I don't imagine that conversation went well. Yeah. How is that different? So I thought that was interesting. I thought, mm, well, John Kincaid would love to hear that. I oh, said, I would. I would never stop wearing my Redskins. And I got to tell you, uh-huh. too, is that – my whole idea is this, is that if uh, if people are going to be offended by one, be offended by all. Yeah. There's no double standards. There's nothing like right. that. I be do find it, it. I do find it strange, though, yeah. that the Native American community, very, very involved in the Atlanta Braves uh, organization oh, and, and with and the, the Indian tribes and everything. They've been yeah, they've been tight the with them forever. Like the Redskin name, too. But the Natives like the Redskin name, too. Well, and my point was. We're we're okay with shouting something down that may be offensive, but when people are physically abusing people, pinching them and saying things to them and making them take the clothes off, all that kind of stuff, that uh, we have to research that more because exactly. I want nothing more than having my owner gone. Like I want him out. I want him out. That would be the best thing. That would make up for the name change. For me. Sabah, have a great week. I will maybe bet that Redskins under. Anthony, the Redskins under is five and a half. I got to bet that, right? I'm going under. They're not winning six. They're not winning six. There's no way. I got to get Anthony. By the way, at the top of the show, you have to get Anthony to give me the heads up on Cleveland at eight and a half. Because I don't want to get suckered in again on the Cleveland Browns. Richard in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina joins us. Richard, how are you? Good morning, John. Love your show. Listen to everybody. Sunday cause of your outlook on life and your honesty. Well, um, do you mean being positive? It's very hard yes, for sir. people. I know, and I love it. You just make my week if I have a bad week. You know, you, I feel better already. You know why, Richard? Because uh, when you when you have a when you have doctors tell you that you might not like survive cancer and you may die when you're in your late twenties, and then you live the rest of your life, you're just a stupid fool. You are just going to be positive because you've already lived through the negative. Yes, sir. I agree. <laughs> hey, two things real quick. I yes. think they ought to rename the Washington Washington Hogs 
to the when the Hogs were playing, Rigo, Jacoby, yeah. all them. I think that'd be a different name. I think Hogs would be an interesting name, and you can have a, a pig mascot. You can have something oh, like I, that. Absolutely. The other thing is just when I heard about Snyder, I never did like him. But I think everybody deserves a second chance. If he is not, if he has found that he wasn't involved in any of this stuff. Well, none of the allegations name him at all. Right, right. What I think is everybody deserves a second chance. He's got the right coaching staff in there. Of course, Ron Rivera didn't know what he was walking into. In fact, sure. I heard his daughter was even working with him. But I think this might open Snyder's eyes and say, hey, man, I really messed up. I wasn't involved. I think it would get him more involved. And with Rivera, they can get the right team, the right management in there to help them and just make them a better organization. Yeah. Well, that'd be good to so, see. I mean, appreciate it. Now, as an Eagles fan, I sort of wish that they would just wallow in the depths forever. I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm not rooting for the Washington football team to fix things. But I said it from the day Ron Rivera was hired. I thought they, that there's an adult in the room. That they've brought in a guy who understands everything about the NFL, who understands how the NFL does things the right way. I don't think he's the greatest like game day coach or anything, but he's a professional, and he's going to make them better. Kurt in Melbourne, Florida joins us. Hi, Kurt. Hey, good morning, John. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, and thanks for being the voice of reason out there and being positive. Um, well, it's easier, you know, to, it's easier to be negative because it's like clickbait. And, but to me, you're on a sports network. Being negative, uh, I, I have a feeling that it's not a good business philosophy. Well, here's the thing. When, when facts and science and even someone's legit opinion – differs from someone else's or another group, they illegitimize it. And they say that those facts, they, they ignore those Absolutely. facts in that science, and they illegitimize your opinions. And that happens from people on both sides of the divide. That, like, it's not, one, it's not a one-party or a one-mindset problem. It's a big-time problem. I agree, but one side tends to say F you as their response back. Well, I've never, yeah, I've and, never, and under, several, I've never understood that. I, I don't understand that either, especially when they talk about wanting to dialogue. And yeah, I don't the do they, though. I don't do I appreciate your call. I don't do they. It's one of my rules. We don't do they. They don't like it. They say this. I think that's a bunch of crap because – I, I really believe there's more like 70% of us that are in the middle that don't want to get sucked into the divide of either radical side of belief systems. I just really, I got to believe that's true. I'm hoping that it's true. That's the way I want it. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4CBS if you want to get a late phone call in here to me. It is a uh, very exciting time with baseball coming, though. And I'm getting ready to get on a plane tomorrow, go to Las Vegas. I had a couple of male Karens this morning. Uh, Pierno, what's a male Karen? Because now there's the, the term Karen. What's a male Karen? Do we have a name for them? Because there have to be guys who are Karens, right? Whistleblowing on everybody else? Speaking of, I mean, what's the name? We have to come up with a name here. But the uh, for the male Karens, I had a few going... How could you even think about going to Las Vegas? Why would you even go to Las Vegas? Do you not realize what's going on in the world? I do. 
I do. I really do. And you know what I realize is that especially when you have faced things in life that are challenges, especially heavy medical challenges or otherwise, you realize that you want to live. And you don't want to put living off for another month, another week, another year. Next year may not be coming. I got a phone call the other night. They're one of my best friends in the world. Uh, is being moved to hospice today. He had a hernia, a hernia surgery two weeks ago. So he's going in for a hernia surgery. He's just about 51 years old. And he goes in for the hernia surgery. He comes out of it. He's in extreme pain. And they realize that uh, his liver is compromised. So then they do a bunch of tests, and then they come back and say he's got end-stage liver cancer. He had hernia, uh, hernia surgery two weeks ago. He was fine. He wasn't feeling great. He wasn't feeling great. He felt, felt like he wasn't feeling good, but they, they thought he had a hernia, and then do hernia surgery, and then realize, well, his liver's compromised, and maybe he'll be okay. He's not going to be okay. And I think it's a, a perfect summary, though, of where we're at right now. About the opportunity to wake up in the morning and be positive. We can wake up in the morning and be negative. And in our business, I just don't even believe that there are people who still want to chase the other pursuit. Before we wrap up today, and a lot of good thoughts going out to his family, by the way, because that's going to be really hard. The... The idea of a baseball season is one we've been talking about for three months. The reality's here. Some are not rooting for it to succeed because it means they will be wrong on all their gloom and doom philosophies. But let's put it this way. We heard earlier on in the show David Sampson joining us. He believes pitchers will still be ahead of hitters. So when I'm looking at that over-under win total list, I'm thinking, okay, Let's circle every team then that has dominant starting pitching. And honestly, when you, when you think about teams that have, well, dominant or really, really good starting pitching, you're down to really a handful of type organizations that throw out guys like that. Then you have the lineup and the dynamic lineup. And Samson was big into say, look, I like the young legs, young arms, the young guys. This is about a young team. This might be where Anthony said it earlier. Maybe, maybe Tampa? And if Tampa was to make a run to win a World Series, I don't care if it's a 60-game season or not. The business model of baseball is exposed. And everybody in the media was clutching their pearls this week. I loved it for Sports Talk Radio. <gasps> A-Rod suggested a salary cap. And, you know, when he, he was in baseball, he made like $40 million. What a hypocrite. No, not a hypocrite. Smart. He would be a hypocrite if he was saying nobody in baseball deserves to make the money that he makes. What A-Rod is smart enough to know that many of people in sports media are not, so I'll speak very slowly, is that there's a really good chance baseball is going to age out. There's a really good chance that baseball is going to continue to slide in popularity. As I said to you, nationally televised games, postseason, last three years. The average TV viewer is 56 years old. 
So you got a few years on me. You're not going to survive with your sport doing that. You're going to need a salary cap. You're going to need competitive balance. And baseball is going to lock them out. The players are locked out. December 1st, 2021, there will be a lockout. Write it down in your Sharpie. That's what's going to happen. And then baseball will get a salary cap imposed on it. And baseball will get some competitive balance back. And maybe, just maybe, baseball will find a way to evolve and succeed. Let's hope for it. All right, hopefully everybody's going to have a great week. I know I'm going to have a great week. <laughs> I, can, I, can, I, can smell, I can smell the casinos now. You know the smell of the casino? That fresh air that gets you on the way in? But I'll be back with you my first day back at work next Sunday. And hopefully I'll be lining my pockets with hundreds. Uh, thanks, Anthony Piano at Tony Piano on Twitter. Thanks, Mark Ernay, who is very talented, and it pisses off one of our listeners that I call him talented. I call you talented, too. The most talented radio and audience ever. John Kincaid Show, CBS Sports Radio. Viva Las Vegas. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.